are healed. Can somebody thank him this morning for the sacrifice, for the love. He loves you this morning. I said he loves you this morning. But let me tell you, it would have meant absolutely nothing if the tomb was not empty. He would have just been a radical leader dying for a cause. He would have just been a self-proclaimed prophet. He would have just been a good moral teacher. But because death could not hold him and the grave could not stop him. And there's a sign hanging there saying he's not here. He's risen. I have faith this morning and his bones is still not in that tomb. The Bible says he's ascended to the right hand of the Father. He is alive and well. He is a, we don't need to live in praise as though he's dead. He is alive. I said he is alive. Resurrection power is on the inside of you. He is alive this morning. He is alive today. He is alive. Come on. Lift your voices. Lift your worship. Forever he's glorified. Forever he is praised. At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. Think about where you were. Or think about where you would be if it weren't for him. Amen. All right. Go to the book of Ephesians. I could, I could read the, uh, you know, the accounts of them coming to the tomb. But uh, for the sake of time, we won't read those. But we, we know, we know what, what happened. We know what happened. That they went to the... You got to understand that all of this, we, we spoke last week about the blood. And at Passover, you know, uh, God instructed the children of Israel to take the blood and to strike it over the doorpost and on either side of the post. He said he was going to come by and smite the firstborn, what, both uh, persons, children, and animals. And he said, but when I see the blood, oh, Jesus. He said, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you, right? Amen. So every home and he sees the blood, and, 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 and you, you got to get this picture, and, and just you got to see the picture of Passover and what happened. You know, and the scripture says on the, on the 10th day of the, of the first month, which would have been last Sunday, which was, and, and I'm just kind of doing a review, and we're going we're, we're to finish this out today. But, but on the 10th day of the first month, every family was to take a lamb and, 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 and for, for every household. And on the, on the 10th day of the first month, Christ rode into the city on a donkey, just like the prophet. Come on, I'm telling you, this book right here is real. And everything that, everything that the prophets said would happen, happened. And everything that the prophets 
prophesied happen and those things that have not yet happened are getting ready to happen because I'm telling you, you know, listen, you know why, you know why the Spirit of the Lord is moving so great today? Because the bride, you got to hear what I'm telling you. The Spirit is wooing the bride of Christ because the groom is getting ready to come back and take his church home. And if you're too connected to this world, if that, if that bothers you, you know what I'm saying? Come quickly, Lord. Come on, can I get somebody with me? Come quickly, Lord. We need to be looking. You know what the Scripture says? He's coming for those who are looking for His appearing. I said He's coming for those who are looking for His appearing. And if you're too earthbound and too earth-minded, you, you need to check yourself. Everything, everything we see is going to be destroyed. Are you hearing me? The King of Kings is coming. He's going to split the eastern sky. And it's not going to matter what you have or don't have. What's going to matter is your sins under the blood. Is the blood, is the blood over the door? Amen. Are you covered in the blood? Are you covered in the blood? Oh, I'm telling you, I've got a word to preach to you this morning, but the Spirit's speaking to somebody. If you're not covered in the blood, you better, be, you better get covered in the blood. God help us. You got, you got to get ready. Oh, come on. Somebody pray for your pastor this morning. Come on, you got to help me preach this word. The 10th day of the first month, the king of kings rides in on a donkey, just like the prophet prophesied. They threw out palm branches and cried, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna meant save now. And then on the 14th of that same month is when the lamb was offered up as a sacrifice, Randy. And, and, and everybody was celebrating Passover. Everybody was carrying their sacrificial lamb. Everybody had chosen the lamb. But little did they know that the lamb of God, the perfect sacrificial sacrifice, amen, was hanging on the cross at the ninth hour of the day he gave it oh come on somebody's got to help me in here at the ninth hour of the day at the time of the evening sacrifice Ernie the Bible says that Jesus cried with a loud voice it is finished he gave up the ghost at that moment the earthquake oh glory you got you to hear what I'm telling you. This shook everything. At that moment, the earth, the earth did quake. The temple veil was rent from top to bottom. The high priest was inside the temple offering up a sack. But no longer, you got to hear me, no longer do we have to rely on a high priest. You don't rely on a pastor or anybody else. You have access into the Holy of Holies. You can commune with Father God through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus. We can go in. Come on, somebody's got to get with me. We can go in. You got to understand what happened here. This changed everything. This changed history. I got to go. That's the review. Now we're going on to today. Oh, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1. If you got it, Jacob, verse, let's start with verse 16. Somebody say power. power. Come on, somebody say it again. Say power. Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, you got to see this. Help us to get it, Lord. Revelation. Oh, I'm about to blow up. This may be the day. They make fun of me all the time. Somebody said, have y'all seen that commercial where that guy's head blows off? They said they thought about me. I think somebody threatened to show it on the screen. Eli, because I'm always saying I'm about to blow up. Now I've got these guys saying it. Justin said it this morning. I'm about to blow up. Blake, he's ready to blow it. 
that school is going to... Do you guys realize revival's coming into the school system? Here's, what I'm, here's what's going to happen. They're getting ready to call you someday, and they're going to say, come get your kids. They're laying all over the ground. We don't know what to do with them. We don't know what to do with them. They're laying out all over the ground. Come and get them. And they're going to be, they're going to be prophesying. Well, <laughs> get ready. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. Look at your neighbor and say, you look nice. Now, here's the deal. Everybody looks nice. But you know what? If Jesus hadn't got up, you'd all look good, but you wouldn't have anywhere to go. Amen. You'd be all dressed up, but nowhere to go. But because, because he arose, we have somewhere to go. Oh, hallelujah. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You got to see this. Lord, help us get revelation of this word. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Somebody say, open our eyes. Why? That you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Somebody say, that's me. It's not just the preacher, but that's you. It's not just the pastors or the elders. It's not just the worship leader. It's you. And what is, you got to see this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Which, you got to see it. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, uh oh, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age or in this world but also in that which is to come. Amen. We're going to preach this morning on the power of the resurrection. Let's, let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your presence that is in this room. Father, I just, oh Jesus, I just pray right now that every person under the sound of my voice that their eyes would be open, that they would be enlightened to your word, that they would receive wisdom and power and revelation of who you are and what took place on this particular day. When the tomb was empty, we speak it in Jesus' name, and everyone in the room says, Amen. Amen. Now, here's the thing. 
you got to see. In the Old Testament, we talked about Passover. Now, I want you to understand. It's a continuation here, but I want you to see this. In the Old Testament, we talk about Passover and, and how that God delivered the, the children of Israel from, He delivered them from bondage, from slavery. He delivered them from oppression. Amen? He brought them out of Egypt. Egypt is a type of bondage. And Pharaoh is, is, is symbolic of, of, of Satan. Amen? And Moses was a type of Christ, a, a foreshadow of Christ. I mean, those Christ is in all through the Old Testament, right? He's all in there. So, so here it was. It, it was a picture of deliverance. But, but see, you see, from Moses to Malachi, uh, the biggest thing that the children of Israel could brag on was how God delivered them from Egyptian bondage. That's all they talked about. We remember, that was their Old Testament story. That was their Old Testament, uh, um, you know, if you will, testimony of saying, here's what God did for us. God brought us out, but you got to understand, oh glory, religion came in on the scene, and religion, although they weren't sitting there making brick out of, out of straw, and they weren't living under bondage of Pharaoh, but they were back in bondage because of the religious leaders that kept heaping the law upon them. That was the only testimony they had. But in the New Testament, the, 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 the testimony of the church is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, you'll get that in a minute. The resurrection of Jesus is the standard of power to the church. Oh, glory. You got to hear me. It's more than an event. We're not just celebrating an event. If we come out here on Sunday, as I said earlier, and dress up and sing some worship songs and hear a sermon and we just celebrate an event, we've missed the point. He resurrected that we could have power, power to overcome. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm way ahead of myself. It's in my notes, but you got to understand the scripture says the same power that raised, and you, you were all over it, Blake, you were all over it. You were all over, well, Jill, you were all over it, all the songs. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. Therefore, we have power to overcome. We don't have to live, you don't have to live in, oh, Jesus. I said, you don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to, oh, your mind don't have to be bound up. Come on, somebody in this room. I'm speaking because of the resurrection of Jesus, there's deliverance. Hey, hey, you don't have to be in bondage to sexual sins. You don't, oh, come on. Where would you be? These things that you battle with and you're wanting victory over. Where, if there was no resurrection, how would you get there? If Jesus just died, folks, and Greg talked about it, you know, if he just died on Friday, you know, and that, and that, was, the, that was the thing. I've left, I know I've left it, but I'm just going, Okay. If he just died on Friday and hell's having a party, oh, they've killed the king of kings. They've killed the son of God. And the, demon, the demons are looking at Satan and saying, your majesty, he's dead. 
No more forgiveness of sins. No more deliverance. No more healing for the nations. In fact, we've put a stone in front of the door and there's a wax seal on the stone and nobody's going to move it because we've taken care of it. Let's party and let's rejoice. I'm about to throw this mic and just run out that door. Can I get up on the rooftop and preach? Hell said we've killed the, the Son of God. You understand? And, and, and if, if, only it would, if only Friday's events would have taken place, where would we be? But on the third day, but you got to understand that when hell, hell has, has put the seal on the door and put the tomb in, you know, uh, put the, the stone in front of the tomb and, and a guard is, we must have been somewhat concerned. You know, Lazarus was raised after four days and Jesus told him he's only going to be there three. They must have been somewhat concerned. Right? Oh, I, I, I told you last week, that's why they're still concerned. I told him, I told him, I got, I told him last week, if you weren't here, I said, these kids, come here. Come here, Blake, come here. These kids, you could send one of them to school with any of these false religion God's on the front of their shirt and nobody will say nothing but start wearing something that says Jesus and somebody gets tore up. Where's that camera? Why are you so threatened? Are y'all hearing me? Listen to me. No other religion has a resurrection. I said, no other religion has a resurrection. Therefore, no other religion has power to overcome sin because there's no resurrection. Without no resurrection, oh, that's why the apostle Paul said, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. There's power in the resurrection. I said, there's power in the resurrection. Oh, you got to, come on, you got to get that. Let's get that in your spirit. What are you dealing with today? There's power in the resurrection. Ooh. Oh, God, help me preach. Help me preach. Is, is any, does anybody in here need power? Does anybody need power? This is not just an event. It's not just about getting dressed up and going to, to church on Easter Sunday. Oh, help me, Lord. Somebody say, help him, Lord. This was the miracle of all miracles. Nobody had ever, Ernie, nobody had ever overcome death. What's the scripture say? It's appointed in a man wants to die. And then comes judgment, right? Okay, here's the deal. Jesus had raised three people from the dead. But the difference was, the, the three that he raised from the dead, 
when he got them up, somebody had to loose them. Because they were bound. Loose him. Oh, y'all. Lazarus, loose him. But you see, when Jesus was raised from the dead, oh, God, let us get this revelation. When Jesus was raised from the dead, nobody had to loose him because when they went to the tomb, they saw the clothes were already lying there. All right, here we go. I hope you get this. I hope it changes your life. I hope whatever you came in here with today, you don't go home with it because of the power of the resurrection. I hope if you're, dal- if you're battling some kind of bondage, if you're, okay, if you're battling some kind of sexual addiction, come on, is anybody with me in this room? That you're going to leave here free today. If you're battling in your mind with anxiety and depression, you're going to leave here free today because the tomb is empty. Where are we? I got so... He left the dead. That'll preach, won't it? Could we say, and I want to be good, could we say he's not in a lot of churches today because he left the dead? We want people to be free. Oh gosh, here I go. You know, we want young people to be young people, right? I'm so thankful I've been delivered from three-piece suits. I know some of you guys got ties on today. I'm not, it's okay. But we're free. We're free of it. Right? You know, it reminds me of, and again, how many know you got to let kids be kids and they're going to lead people, they're going to lead these kids to Christ just for being who they are. You know, somebody told me, they said, you got a lot of youth in your church. I said, yeah, we sure do. We're thankful for it, man. They're alive. And a vibrant youth group means a vibrant church, right? Right? I mean, I mean, else we got a we got. Gosh, I don't know how I got here, but we got to bridge the gap. You got us older, us older people. You know, we got to bridge the gap, right? You know, John the Baptist, he came. You know, look, look at this, Jesus. He, he, you know, you got you got to see what happened here. John the Baptist, he came dressed up in camel's hair and eating locusts and wild honey. I promise you most people wouldn't let him in their church today. I don't care what you look like. Now I want you to be modest. I want you to cover up. That, you got that for nothing. That was free. You didn't even have to write a tithe check for it. It's free. How many of us we need to be modest? And scripture says, come on now. That's a good holiness preacher. Good holiness word. But you know, I don't care what your hair looks like. I just, I don't care. You know, people, I've had people ask me now, when are you going to cut your hair? When are you going to cut your hair? I don't know. I'm just going to, when the Lord says cut it, I'll cut it. My sister told me the other day, and those of you home folk, you'll know this story, but my sister told me the other day, she said, if Pat was here, he'd be taking you to meals. 
Ernie said he remembers when Mills had the clippers that didn't have a cord. They would you know, squeeze them. Right? Right? <laughs> All right, I got to go. I'm reminded of a church. See, the thing is, we want people to be free, right? You know, you, you didn't know there was a church out in California. What's that guy's name? Chuck Smith. Y'all remember, you ever hear Chuck Smith? Chuck Smith's church exploded. Now listen, when revival comes and revival's here, it's going to get messy. You may not get your favorite seat. Somebody may not look like you look. Amen? You know, if you just want people to look churchy and look good like you, I'm sorry. That's not revival. You probably don't want revival. Amen? Because revival, you can have people that's going to be messed up. People that's going to need, they're going to have some, you know, it's, it's like this, this church and they said this, 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 this guy was going to school in a, at the church, you know, in, in an area, he was in college and he was a hippie looking guy, you know, wore jeans, holding his jeans, flip flops, raggedy t-shirt, all these things. He comes in, it's kind of like today, the church is full, he has nowhere to sit. So he goes right up front and sits in the floor, crosses his leg and sits in the floor. One of the leaders comes up to him and says, You know you're not allowed to come into this church dressed like that. One of the deacons, where's our deacons? Don't ever do that. Uh, I know they wouldn't. You can't come here dressed that way. So at the end of the service, he says, I'll tell you what, son, you go home and pray and ask God if he thinks you should come to to our church dressed that way. Okay? So the young college student, come here, Blake. The young guy, I just love our young people, don't you? Get up here, you might want to dance with me. You might want to jump. So the next week, the guy comes back in. David, he's dressed the same way, and the, and the deacon asks him, says, well, did you pray? He said, yes, I did. Did you ask the Lord what you should wear to our church? And he said, yes, I did. And he said, well, what did the Lord say? He said, the Lord said he didn't know what to wear there. He'd never been to that church. <laughs> oh, glory. I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus got up, it wasn't about, it's not about legalism. It's not, oh, come on, somebody help me preach. It's not about, I want people to be free. People are so bound up with religion. Are you hearing me? Sit down right there. I might need you. All right. I've barely made it down this page, but we're all right, right? I really am about to blow up. He left the dead. Satan's empire fell. Somebody should shout amen. I said Satan's empire fell. Satan's empire fell. You know what happened? You know what happened? You know, we're living our... And Greg, you were so so right. We're living our Saturday now, right? We're living our Saturday. Right. You know, when, on Jesus' Saturday, you know, hell was having a party. We killed the Son of God. And in, in the midst of their party, all of a sudden, somebody looked up and saw a little bitty light. And, then, and like, what's that? And this light just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And then all of a sudden, this light, come on now, somebody with me in this room, this light goes into hell, takes the keys. No, 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 you got to understand, Satan don't have any power because Jesus stripped. He has no authority. I said he has no authority over your life. Anything he's doing to you, you are letting him do. Because Jesus stripped him of his authority. When he, oh, come on, somebody. Help me preach in this house this morning. When Jesus arose, he defeated Satan in every aspect of, of his power. He goes into hell. He takes away the keys. He takes the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Now he controls all of it. I said he, co- he controls all of it. That's why Paul said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall be changed in a moment at the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead's going to be raised. So come on, somebody. Incorruptible. Because when this corruptible puts on incorruptible, oh, y'all ain't hearing this. And when this mortal puts on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? He defeated all of it. Oh, hallelujah. I need some water. Is that mine? It don't matter. Even if it's yours, it's anointed. Amen. You play laying hands on the babies. That's anointed spit, man. Come on. Two bottle sermon. Tommy, it's a two bottle sermon, pal. He'll never complain again. Are y'all getting this? I want you to. From Moses to Malachi, they were constantly saying, look what God did when he delivered Israel. Is anything bigger than that? Amen? Amen? Resurrection from the dead. Here we go. You know, in our text, you got to see this. You got to see this. Real, real, real quick. In, in, in Ephesians 1. Okay, here's the deal. In creation, God just spoke it. He said, let, He said, let there be light. Friends, it was just... just it was an easy thing. Somebody say easy. You know, God does have an easy button. It's him. Right? He just spoke it. He said, let there be light. And there was light. All these things. He just spoke it. Right? You with me? If you're with me, say amen. But look at our text. Don't you see this real quick? In verse 19, it says, in, in Ephesians 1, I got so much stuff here, but we're not going to get it all. See, see, when he in creation, he said, let there be light, but in Calvary, that didn't happen at Calvary. He didn't say, let there be Calvary. Stay with me. It's a whole different deal here, guys. And you know why? Because you were dealing with moral spiritual issues, principalities. You know, he would understand what I'm telling you. He wasn't dealing with that in the beginning. 
He just said, let there be light. It was light. Six days he created all that we see, right? But here, look what the scripture says. Verse 19. What is, I want you to get this. I want you to see this. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Look in the next verse. Which, see that. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in his right hand. So what the scripture is telling Sarah Blake is that everything, <laughs> the exceeding greatness, everything that God had, he released it at this moment. Now, you're saying, wow, it took everything God... But what you have to get is that same, all right, here we go. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that same exceeding greatness of his power now resides within the church. That's why when we walk in faith, Pastor Justin, come on. We've let the devil beat us up way too long. Again, if we don't get revelation of this resurrection power and we just come and celebrate an event, well, hallelujah, he arose, he arose, he arose. But where are you? What's your... Man, this word's in my spirit. If he arose, why aren't we taking full advantage... Of the power, the exceeding greatness, Jeff, of God that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead because that same power, that's why Paul said, I want to know know that power. Friends, that's why Paul said, I may know him in the power of his resurrection. There's something something about that. We got to understand that power because when we... When we, when, we, when we connect with that power, I promise you, you're not, these other little things that have plagued you and bothered you for so long, they're going to seem so inferior to you. What are you saying, Pastor? Do you understand what the Scripture says that the last day when, when, when many see Lucifer, they're going to say, is this a guy? Him? This little pip squeak? Only, only in Kentucky do you hear Pip squeak in the pulpit, right? Who said that? It'd be a good opportunity for you guys from Ohio to say amen. Oh, you're just, you're just redneck transplants up there. <laughs> I love these folks. Everybody migrated to Cincinnati, right? Amen. Like a good, good guy, used to, a guy used to live up our way. He said, years ago, he said, I'm going to Detroit to get me a job. If I don't find one there, I'm going right on to Michigan. It's okay to laugh. Amen. How many of there's power and laughter? All right, here we go. Come on, guys, help me. I got to finish here. Somebody say the same power. Okay, let's look at it. In chapter 2, same, same, same book. I'm going to try to finish this. You as he quickened, you were dead in trespasses and sins. Somebody say dead. 
uh, Ephesians 2, Jacob, I don't think I gave you this one. Uh, in verse 2, it says, When in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. Mm. If you're walking in disobedience, the prince, the prince and the power of the hour is who you're going to be yielding to. Come on, as a word. Among whom, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires, the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were the nature of the children of wrath. But God. Everybody say, but God. But God. Oh, come on, shout it again. Say, but God. But God. I preached a message one time, but God. It's 43 times, 43 times in the scripture. You know, this is going to happen. You know, the doctor said that baby was, <laughs> was, was going to die in two days. <laughs> but God. Yeah. You know, the scripture here says you were under the, the you know, you walked as disobedience and you, you were bound up by these lusts. But God, <laughs> the world, the secular humanism says that this thing's coming crashing down and we're going to shut down the Christians and we're going to show who's the real deal here. But I'm going to tell you something. But God, <laughs> but God is getting ready to reveal himself in a way that the world's never seen him. Because you hear me, folks, I preached last week that Jesus rode down through on that little donkey and they're throwing palm branches. You hear me loud and clear, and I hope this is on TV this week. You hear me, when he comes back the next time, he's not coming in humility riding on a donkey. He's coming to let everybody know, amen. He paid the price. He's our... He died and he arose, Keith, on the third day. He's alive and well with resurrection power. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's waiting for the Father to give the signal and Gabriel's going to blow the trumpet and he's going to come get his church. Hey, hey. Woo. All right, here we go. Where we at? But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, where he loved us, even when we we're dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. He's raised us up. You have the same power. Can I, can I have just a couple more minutes? I got to get this to you. You got to see this. Calvary expresses the love of God. Somebody say amen. amen. But the resurrection expresses the power of God. Because he, because he loves you so much, he gave us Calvary, and you have grace for your sins. But because he wanted you to operate in power, he arose from the dead. Nobody had ever rose from the dead before. And again, I said it earlier, no other religion has a, re has a resurrection. What I tell you last week, I'm just going to keep preaching it. They may come and get me, but... Come on. Muhammad was. Muhammad was. Jesus was and is and is to come. Guess what? Jesus had already performed a whole bunch of miracles before Muhammad ever come on the scene. Amen. He had already rose from the dead. Power. Is anybody getting this? All right, here we go. I'm going to try to finish.
You just got to understand that the resurrection is not a theology. The resurrection is a person. What are you saying, Pastor? Here's what I'm saying. You remember when Lazarus was dead? And Jesus said he'll live again. They said, yeah, we know he'll live again in the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection. (laughs) Oh, you got to take that home with you. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So here's what Jesus was saying. You know that resurrection power? He is that power. He said, I am the resurrection. If we don't believe that's power, we're just singing songs and dancing and celebrating on just for nothing. Amen? And we're no different than any other religion, but we have power through the resurrection. Is anybody with How many wants to have victory over that thing in your life? That's, I said it earlier. There's some people here that you need victory over some things that's plagued you for a while, and you need to get past that. Today's your day. All right, I'm going to try to close. Real quick, Romans 8. Hallelujah. Romans 8. Are we good? Are we okay for just a couple more minutes? The Easter dinner will be, still be there. And you can still hide the eggs. Romans 8. Look what it says. Verses 10 and 11. Look here. I, go, home and read the, read, go home and read the whole chapter. Go home and read. I tell you what, this book, this week, read the whole book of Romans. Romans 8, 10, 11. Look what it says. Can I just give you a couple things here real quick? Look at this. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who has raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Same spirit, right? Somebody say same spirit. If you're with me, say amen. So what he's saying is that same spirit dwells within us. Amen. So we have that same power. Now, now jump back, right back real quickly to chapter uh, uh, verse 6. Or chapter 6. We're going to close here, I promise. How many of in Romans 5? You need to, you need to read, read the book of Romans and ask God to open it up to you. Romans 5 talks about Thank you, man. You're awesome. Uh, Romans 5 talks about Adam. Uh, you know, the first Adam. Don't say a first Adam and second Adam. Because if it's the first Adam and second Adam, that means there could be a third. There is no other. It's the first Adam and the last Adam. There is no other. Right? Now, real quickly, don't lose me. Everybody look at me. Read, read Romans 5. Romans 5 said, through one man's sin, through Adam's sin, we all became sinners, right? We all suffer death because of one man's sin. But then it goes on to say, because of one, because of one man's life, we all live. Because of his sacrifice, because of who he was, Jeff, we all live, right? Now, in closing, I want you to see this. Romans 6, and we're going to be done, I promise. Look what it says, Romans 6, verse 5. But, you know, go home and read, read it all. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, he was planted in death, right? Jesus became the first 
You know, the feast of first fruits, he was the first fruits, right? First one to rise from the dead. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Wow. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. But henceforth, we should not serve sin. Man, this is good stuff. Look at verse 7. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. Okay, those three guys that Jesus raised from the dead, guess what? They all died again. Right? But guess what? He didn't die again. <laughs> because he has power over death. You know, they had to die. You know, and you know, and we and we you know, I know we got in the old testament, some of these minds already went there. I know we got Elijah and we got Enoch. But guess what? They're gonna come back too and they're gonna die. <laughs> right? Are you with me? But see, Jesus has dominion over death. He's not going to die again. You're not going to kill him again. You're not going to strike that rock again like Moses struck. And see, and because he has dominion, he has power. And then I'm speaking right now that there's people in this room that you're going to have power over these things in your life that's kept you bound up for so long. Somebody's got to help your pastor this morning because I'm feeling what I'm talking about right now. I didn't, I didn't come in here, listen, I didn't come in here and hit the ground running just to preach you a pretty sermon and say, okay, it's a nice crowd, we'll, go all, we'll all go home and eat. I came in here to preach this sermon to you for your eyes to be enlightened, for you to get wisdom and revelation of who you are because the power of the resurrection. Oh, come on. Is somebody, is anybody with me? I'm speaking that your families are going to change. Your homes are going to be changed. You're going to get... You're going to get revelation. And if you've been bound up by sexual sins or pornographic, oh, come on, is anybody with me in here? If you're bound up by lust, I take authority right now over that spirit, over our men in this building. And we're going to be men of integrity. Can somebody back me up? Come on, can somebody help me this morning? You got to help me. I'm speaking that men's going to be men. You got to understand that this is not a game. We're wrestling against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And the only way we can overcome these things is when we realize who we are through the power of the resurrection. You cannot play games. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody's got to help me preach. Somebody's got to help me preach. That's good preaching, Pastor. I receive it. Does anybody want to be free? Are you tired of this junk? The same, the same battles. Do you want to walk in victory? You got to be surrendered. That's why you was able to walk into that hospital. Come on. That's, come on. God's not going to use you just because you're a good, oh, he's a handsome young man. But God's not going to use him just because he's a handsome young man. He's got a good personality. He's spending time in prayer, and he's realizing that there's power in him. Jesus didn't die for nothing. Come on, somebody. He died so we could walk in power. There's power in the resurrection. Come on, somebody. Get on your feet and give him praise. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.